It's time for Mental Health Monday. Ooh, ooh, hi, hello. Uh, it's Mental Health Monday. I'm very, very excited. In just a moment or two, uh, Katrina is going to join me and we're going to get started to have continued community conversation on uh, our wellness. So we are two uh, bomb, amazing black women. We also happen to be therapists and uh, we're going to be reflecting each month on what we are seeing happening in our communities. Want to know from y'all what are some of the things that you see happening in terms of uh, our mental health, uh, emotional wellness, different conversations that you see floating around. I'm very excited for what we're going to be getting into today because there's definitely things to talk about. So as soon as Katrina gets here, we're going to get started on that. But let me know how y'all are doing. How are things going? Speaking of mental health, it's Monday. So how was your week? <laughs> Started off today. And then we're gonna get started. Thank you so much for joining us. Glad to have y'all here. Um, my week is starting off pretty well seen a couple of clients today so I'm feeling super uh, pumped for this conversation here goes Katrina so let me bring her in now we are about to be live now ah! yes hi hey hello hello how are you i am okay how are you i am pretty good i think right now i'm like on a high because i'm excited that we're here and we're doing this again um i really really liked when we did this uh all last month so i'm glad that we're we're keeping it going keeping the conversation going um yeah. So, yeah, if uh, you don't know, those of y'all watching this video, uh, all last month for Minority Mental Health Month, Katrina and I uh, were having conversations about uh, community wellness, intersectional mental health. We had really, really good conversations. Aligned activism, really just go back and check that out yeah um and we decided yeah it can't it can't end there so we bring you mental health mondays <laughs> yes yeah, yes, yeah. yes um yeah. so maybe we should introduce ourselves again for any new folks <laughs> out there <laughs> checking us out um i'm already talking a lot so i will say who i am my name is kayla and I am a yoga psychotherapist, also the founder of The Well Healing, where I provide holistic health resources for marginalized communities. And we're all kinds of Black queer and Black woman-centered over there. So that's a little bit about me and what I do. <laughs> yeah, and I'm Katrina, aka Callie, as many people know me. Um, I am a holistic healing arts therapist in Inglewood, California, and the founder of Manifesting Me Wellness. Um, and like Kayla, we are just all about blackness, queerness, 
all of the things, helping out marginalized communities and providing holistic mental health services. So things that are a little bit non-traditional, a little bit more connected to what feels good to us and our bodies and um, stepping outside of what has become westernized psychology in a different yes. way. <laughs> so just providing something a little different that feels a little bit more aligned with who we are as people. Yes. Oh, yes, yes. We some mind, <laughs> mind, body, spirit, all the things over yes. here. Absolutely. Yes. Um, yes. yes. So for Mental Health Mondays, we're going to, again, be reflecting insights, maybe some tips, talking about different topics. We're therapists, but we're not your therapist. So learn what you can here and then take that back to somebody who can support you. But I'm excited to get to get into today because yes me girl me too big old <laughs> <laughs> oh, so what are, what are we what are we getting into today what are we talking about today we are going to talk about meg the stallion and... real hot girl i know i'm gonna try not to curse <laughs> but i'm gonna let y'all know right now because this is my i'm a hot girl i'm a hot girl i'm a hottie part of it so the feelings are real today <laughs> yes and they've been real in the community for a minute now right been right going on we've been talking about it or at least reading the comments and, and hearing about it so we wanted to have this conversation with y'all and bring this to to our community and have a real conversation both as people as black women experiencing yes. this whole narrative but also um as therapists in the black community what it looks like as we are hearing these narratives and what's coming up about that so that's what we're talking about today and yeah. all its many layers <laughs> right so hottie or not hot girl or not this conversation is relevant because at the end of the day we're yeah. really talking about black women our care and the response to to those things, uh, for me especially, that's what's been coming up. But um, if you don't know, Meg, <laughs> my girl, she's uh, been hanging around the hills with the hooligan that is Tory Lanez. I'm throwing all of my feelings out there, by the way. This is, <laughs> nobody is co-signing this. <laughs> this is Kayla talking, hanging around with the hooligan that is Tory Lanez. Uh, I wasn't there, but Meg uh, came on her live recently to share that, um, you know, we had heard that she had been shot, knew that she had been shot in her feet. That was confusing for a time, but she cleared up recently that, you know, she was definitely shot. And it was, in fact, Tori who shot her, shot her period and... Yeah, just shot her, period. So, yeah, that's the situation. And the response was interesting. What were some of the <laughs> things that you that you saw, Sally? Um, I mean, everything ranging from anger and frustration as people that Black men are harmful to Black women, um, that she was ha 
having this kind of like back and forth with herself about also informing the world and the police that she was harmed because also being nervous about what that looks like for him that he is in possession of a weapon and that he has been harmful with that weapon. Um, what is that going to look like for him as a black man in that circumstance? Um, to also people, mostly male identified individuals, uh, identifying yeah. because of her lifestyle, because of who she is, because of the types of clothes that she wears and the things that she says that um, she want to act like a man. So she should be treated like a man and that she doesn't deserve anything less. And all, just all, all of that. Yes. <laughs> all the layers of that. Yeah. Yeah. All kinds yeah. of nonsense. Definitely also saw a lot of that. I mean, particularly and especially in the shade room. I'm not a huge blog type person but right the shade room is one of those ah, for the culture yeah. thing. so um definitely as well has saw that response um the layer about uh her lifestyle and what did they say acting like a man what mm -hmm. so she shouldn't be treated like one yeah that's that's all very interesting <laughs> but definitely saw my fair share of folks who were making light of the situation cracking jokes about the situation, not believing Meg about the situation. There was a whole, you didn't even get shot uh, type thing, which yeah. seemed to be like, she took it up and she took it down, but she like posted pictures of her in the hospital and things like that because it sounds like she was getting so much um, just uh, talk yeah. from the community about whether or not what happened to her really happened. So all of those different things, right? Like, I think of the context that this is happening in, and like Meg being a celebrity, um, so she's very well known, she has money, access, resources, she's normatively attractive, right? I mean, this, this is the hood Mona Lisa that we're talking about right now. <laughs> <laughs> um, and like, how you would, I would imagine that if anyone is in a position to be like um, taken seriously or like right. cared about that, you know, she of any of, 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 of any kind of black woman would be someone who would receive a level of compassion, I think would be the expectation. And so for me, like seeing the different conversations around it, it, really reminded me that there's no like version of black womanhood that is protected or cared no. for right yeah yeah like Which, mm -hmm. the 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 layer of like respectability politics that we mm -hmm. deal with as black women like you have to be a certain kind of woman a certain kind of black person a good person you have to look a certain kind of way dress a certain kind of way all of those layers um that we talk about all the time mm -hmm. and in a lot of ways she doesn't fit that and we can see that and we understand that because she's very boldly in her sexuality mm -hmm. in who she is and all of those things and even still though like people love her right. love her right. the hood loves me like just like everybody loves her yeah but when it came down to this moment it was still like 
yeah, no, we don't believe you. No, yeah, no, that didn't happen. Or you deserved it because of your the way that you are so rooted in your sexuality and the way that you walk, talk, and act like a man and the men that you choose to hang around with and like all of these other things. And there's just, there's no layer of black woman that is protected. Like y'all love her for all the things that she says and does and the way that she presents herself in the world. But the moment that something happens to her, that's still not good enough. Right. When she's like, vulnerable, right? And yeah. not just like some object or symbol of pleasure, then folks can't relate all of a sudden. And so much of like what you just said of like what some of the different responses that folks have been having around it are so victim blaming. Like I think of how many different ways Black women when we are vulnerable, when we are victimized, how it's, you know, you were living this fast life, you were wearing these clothes, you were whoop-de-whoop, -whoop, whatever, right? And so I, what also came up for me is how many, especially Black women, but women femmes can, I can relate to something happening to you and it's now your fault for putting yourself right. in the position and that pushing forward that really really harmful uh narrative yeah 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 and i i think what also stood out for me especially in the current climate is the layers of sometimes even in our own tragedies Right. Even in our own harm and even in um, the tragedies that are happening to us, we are so worried about the collective Ooh, and it is right. so much in us to be like, you know what? I'm going to make sure that this black man doesn't end up harmed by the police after this man just shot me in my foot. Like mm. I am being physically harmed and I can't even think about myself in this moment because I also have to think about him and how even in that moment that speaks so loudly to how we as black women continue yes. to show up for the collective, even with all the harm that we continue to endure and then still go unbelieved, still yeah. go unheard, still, I mean, even though, like my heart hurts that this person feels like they have to put their, their wounds and yes. th like justify themselves on the freaking internet yeah. because people are coming at her sideways for saying something that was her reality, that was her experience yeah. and people are just not believing her. And it's, she doesn't have a moment to just grieve mm -hmm. and to heal and to move through everything that happened. Like she's gotta be busy, like making sure that all that she is, is Meg mm -hmm. the Stallion, is preserved by mm -hmm. proving to people, by posting pictures, by posting a video. Like, why do we even have to do that? Like, she should be at home healing from right. this, this this terrible thing that happened to her. Yeah. Um, but she doesn't even have space for that. Yeah. Ooh, yeah. And the way that Black women think about and protect our community, I feel like is such a generational, like, uh, I think of so many people I know personally, that I know professionally, like as clients, like that is a part of so many, especially Black women's stories of 
not only being in this position of not getting to have the care, compassion, protection that we deserve, also doing the added work of making decisions to protect even sometimes the abuser or like the perpetrator in the situation and just how complicated those things Mm -hmm. are and the ways that individual and community care sit together um it made me think of um what's that called when they will sometimes bring in like uh the the carceral system especially transformative justice Mm -hmm. is that it yeah so it made me think of that too like what would that maybe not in this case but like what does that look like for black women to have a voice, um, a say in what their healing process looks like and what it looks like to be in community with someone who has harmed you. Um, Because I imagine, right, like Tori is still probably going to be in the music industry and, you know, how do, I mean, community isn't really like this, like that or anything in that context, but like what would care look like in these contexts? And just, we're talking about the celebrity, but it makes me think all the way down to, you know, us nine to five folks who are, you know, just living (laughs) our lives. Like, how do we um, apply this conversation in a way where, you know, in our smaller circles that we can navigate around things differently because, yeah, it's not just happening right on Instagram in a disconnected sort of way. These are also Black women who are in our lives. Mm-hmm. We might be, right, that Black woman who feels like you can't say something because of the position that it will put somebody else, you know? Mm-hmm. And so, yeah, all of that. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, I hear that. And I, I, I can identify, I've known several Black women who have been in that position. Um, because even just the Black community oftentimes is really small. And so if I share that this man has been harmful to me, then I am also breaking up his community, mm-hmm. right? And what support systems he has. Um, mm-hmm. At the same time, also having to like be accountable to that story, that narrative in this circle that I continue to have to live in, right? Um, What does it look like? And I think there's also layers of like, what does it look like on the the other end, if people do believe you or if people um, choose sides, right? Mm -hmm. How does that now feel if people are choosing sides? Or if you believe me and you're not choosing a side, but you're choosing to still be friends with the both of us and still have Mm -hmm. this person come into the community when we are, you know, celebrating or whatever the case may be, Um, having birthday parties and get-togethers and things of that nature and how sometimes that even that can feel um, unsafe, and feeling like I'm not being protected. You heard me, but (laughs) you still allow this person to be around. What does that look like? Um, So yeah, I I think it it calls into question for me, like what does it look like in our communities when 
someone has been harmed, regardless of who that person is. But I think especially black women and how do we how do we continue to provide protection and love and care, but also on both ends, right? Like, what does it look like to say, hey, yes, this person has been harmful. How do we hold them accountable, but then still also if possible, if the person is willing to engage in some um, some healing and things of that nature, like what does that also look like on, yeah. on both sides? How do we both heal and uh, come together as a community, which I think is always the challenging part. Right. Yes, yes. Because I've definitely already seen like the cancel Tory type things, right? And we know sometimes, again, even in our like personal worlds, like it can be like, well, this person is cut off. I don't know so-and-so, and sometimes that's necessary, right? And there's also the consideration of now this person is, like you said, cut off from support, maybe not able to learn a different way of navigating is should a situation come up the next time, right? And this person who is also a community member uh, isn't receiving care either. So transformative justice, I'm not an expert by any means, but it definitely makes me feel called to look more into what is mm-hmm. that practice and how can it be useful in a way for keeping um, us accountable to one another and to provide more opportunity for um black women especially to be to be yeah. heard um yeah. and for us to be taken seriously so yeah that's something for me that feels like personal homework that i want to like look more into um because yeah the conversations around cancel culture they're getting more nuanced and whatnot but um absolutely yeah it's it's just so like like we've been saying layered layered yeah mm-hmm. yeah um, my understanding of what I know of transformative justice, and I'm not fully in um, too much into it to know all the layers, but what I like about it and what has always spoken to me about it is this idea of um, like bringing both sides together and a- allowing or inviting the person who has been harmed to say like, this is what I need. These are my needs and it's mm-hmm. like, this is what I need in order to heal. This is what I need from you. And it's holding the other person accountable, um, but also in a healing way saying like, yeah, okay, we need you to, to basically provide for what this person is asking for and to go and get some healing for yourself. And within that, we are willing to have you still be a part of the community, understanding that these are the parameters that that might look like, um, which I think is so empowering for someone who has been harmed to be able to say like, this is my story, to have the community believe them, to have the community stand behind them and say, hey, we are acknowledging that you were harmful to this person and we want this person to be able to speak their story and say what their needs are and we're gonna back them in that and yeah. You know, hopefully the other side is able to say, yes, I'm willing to um, do whatever it is that they're they're asking for. I'm willing to apologize. I'm willing to go public. I'm willing to uh, receive counseling or whatever the case may be. And then they, they create some la- layer of compromise in that healing process so that both sides are getting what they're needing. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think it's a beautiful practice and, and so rooted in the collective. Mm-hmm. Um, 
I get the cancel culture. I understand. I've been there. I, sometimes I want to cancel everybody too. Um, but I also think in our communities, it's really challenging. And, you know, we're already so deeply seated in all of this other stuff on, in the outside world that it also creates division here. Yeah. Um, and it also, I think, transformative justice allows for us to also recognize the hurt and harm that all of us have experienced. Right, and right, so like, right. where did you begin to believe that this behavior was okay? And how mm -hmm. do you then heal that process for yourself? Because like, you didn't just like, you weren't just born harming like people. Like, <laughs> exactly. Right. 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 Exactly. I love that you say that. And I think that's what's so awesome about it. It just opens up so much more possibility and opportunity, yeah. starting with honoring the person who has been harmed. So uh, thank you for that beautiful breakdown. Um, this also uh, made me think of massage noir. I feel like I want to introduce a vocab word to anyone who's yeah. never heard of this term. Um, and I didn't know this off top, so I did a little bit of research. And massage okay. noir is a term that is um, was created by Moya Bailey, who is a professor still alive at Northeastern mm -hmm. University. So I feel like a black woman who we gotta give our credit to. Um, and uh, Moya created this uh, term in 2008 to describe the anti-black um, racist misogyny that Black women experience. Mm -hmm. um, and misogyny, if you're unfamiliar, is like, in short, the hatred of women. Like, it's more nuanced than that. But that's like the right. definition. So really just the, the ways, right, that Blackness, womanhood intersect and impact uh, black women's lives so misogynoir might be a useful language in beginning to understand why mm -hmm. are black women not regarded treated and held in yeah. the same ways that other women are um so for me transformative justice and misogynoir those are like two points of, of yeah. exploration that i'm taking from thinking about meg and who's not the first nor the last right um even black celeb woman celebrity to be experiencing harm in public. So right. um, yeah. 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 So I, I I love that you're identifying even places where you can start to do more and learn more and experience more. I definitely think transformative justice for me is something that I'm like tiptoeing into. Um, I know a lot of people who are very much in that world and I love it and enjoy it and also haven't done enough research to be like, oh yeah, I'm all in it. Um, so yeah, I, I appreciate that and definitely will continue to do my work in that space as well because as we move in this world and in our experiences in this time, I think it's becoming more and more important that we are recognizing all of those pieces and somehow like being able to continue to be a collective and mm -hmm. in a way it, it's almost um, this idea of like just thinking about black folks specifically but like this idea of like black folks having their own communities and collectives and doing things internally mm -hmm. right and so transformative justice is such a beautiful way to do that and not include all the outside entities that can also come in and like 
add in their own stuff, the, right. the anti-blackness and all the other layers of things that can kind of get in the way of healing and justice. Um, and so that that transformative justice mm. for me would be beautiful to see as a, a community if we were able to really come together and do those things. Yeah, yeah. Because even just like that was Meg's thing, right? She didn't want to bring in the police who she knows how they treat black folks doesn't want to bring in that external entity. So yeah. what does it open up if we have a practice that allows us to center that Black Lives Matter and um, both Meg and also holding that Tori's life also matters, right? As a right. person yeah. who's also in our community. So having those really yeah. complicated and nuanced conversations, yeah, which definitely isn't going to be solved here today but <laughs> absolutely not <laughs> a really really like great point of exploration i feel like so absolutely. yeah and yeah. we're already just like that again these conversations oh, 30 minutes go by so fast <laughs> they really do they really do but definitely want to know from y'all who are watching have watched um do you have any experience with transformative justice what do you think about it? And I don't know, what what opportunities do you think would be available if we were able to explore community harm internally? That's kind of the thought that's on my mind. And what about yeah. you? Yeah. Yeah, it, it brings back, and you say this all the time, and I always love it, the idea of community wellness. Um, and it just brings that up. Like mm -hmm. as a heal as a community, how can we heal together and how do we create wellness internally um, rather than always kind of like, oh, this person is harmful and kind of putting yes. them in that box and leaving them there. Like how mm -hmm. do we then create this this system that allows us to heal yes. and to forgive and to apologize and to create um restoration in in our our systems and you know some work that i have to do internally myself to be able to even be in that place right because if you set them in front of me and ask me to do anything i ain't talking to them <laughs> you can cut the camera, <laughs> right. i don't want to do it i ain't ready <laughs> also acknowledging that th this is a long journey for many of us and um, I'm not saying that I am willing and ready to do that tomorrow either. Yes, <laughs> so, yes. All of us to explore and yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Love that. Because that's part of the conversation too about what immediately comes up of not being for it or being for it, whatever. Y'all see yeah. me struggle when I said Tori's name. I was like, Ugh! so I definitely have a lot of growing and healing to do around that as well. But that's that's what we're doing growing and healing together so ah oh, this was great um uh, with that if there's no last thoughts feelings concerns thank y'all so much for being with us this month because this is now a monthly um oh, girl. gift yes so we will see y'all the last monday of september right champ right Chiang, back here on instagram live at 1 30 which we will of course remind y'all about so yes <laughs> until then um take good care bye Callie. bye